This is Comic Picks by the Glick. And I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason. Hey, John. What's going on? What do you got for this? <laughs> what do you have for us this week? Well, you see, this week, and you have to forgive the uh, like the horrible pun I'm about to engage in. So, like, I got one of the biggest releases of the of the year. Oh. This is um, DC's on um, Wednesday Comics, which mm. is like literally like absolutely huge. It is because hmm. basically the concept behind this, this is DC's um, collection of DC's latest um, weekly series. The first and um, fir- like this is coming after the first three, which were 52, Countdown to Infinite Crisis, and Trinity. And okay. this one is a Big stylistic break from the other two, from the other three, which were um, basically like um, ongoing stories. This one is a throwback to um, basically way back in the day when you had um, when comic book sections and newspapers had full page um, like like comic adventures, like you know Prince Prince Valiant, Terry and the Pirates, yes. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just gone. And it's just something that's gone way out of vogue in in recent years. And so this is um, like their their artistic director. Director Mark Chiarello um, wanted to do like a big tabloid style, um, like on um, comic, comic book series, and so he basically had we have like way it was published that you had like each week that you buy the buy the thing and just like basically fold it out like a newspaper and you get like twelve pages of uh, different comic book serials. They were Batman, Commandy, Superman, Dead Man, Green Lantern, Metamorpho, Teen Titans, Adam Strange, Supergirl, Metal Men, Wonder Woman, Sergeant Rock, The Flash, Demon and Catwoman. And huh. all in their own, all their own adventures, like and just like twelve stories told one page at a time over, over twelve weeks. It's a big, um, big experiment and a gamble on DC's part. And while it didn't exactly set the sales um, charts on fire, mm-hmm. it's definitely, I can definitely say it stands out from a lot of the stuff, from a lot of the stuff they've done the past year. But and overall, the book is undeniably an artistic triumph because like. A lot of the artists here, like, you know, they're not like the big A-list guys you associate with, like big comic with um, comic books these these days. Um, but they're all like really, like really great, really good artists in their own right. And like giving them a page at a time, like a huge page in order to, uh, to like work their craft, like um, really pays off in a lot of these cases. Huh. Um, writing wise, though, well, you know, it's like. It feels like a lot of the writers here were trying to channel like a specific feeling for their for these comics, like you know, just like trying to get get the feel like what's what's to be like what is like what is the core appeal of like of these characters that we liked from back from back in the day, you know, and that and sometimes that that works out really well. Other times it just feels like there's like a lot of fanboy rah rah. It's like I really like I really like these characters. Why don't you on type BS? Yeah, but overall, like you know, it's like it's still a fantastic collection, handsomely produced, and um, like I, yeah, tech, if you're an art fan, um, then definitely go for it. But as for the um, as for everything else, well, here let me run down the stories real quick. You got, right. Bat- you got Batman by um, Brian Azzarello and artist and his constant co collaborator Eduardo Risso. Now they've already done Batman before in um. In Broken City, which for some reason I still haven't picked up, but I'm probably going to pick it up after this. Though mm-hmm. this this Batman story, you know, it's more sort of it's more sort of crime fiction than um than just you know than Batman than Batman itself. I mean, it's, he like a guy like a guy gets guy gets killed, and Batman has to try and figure out the uh, the reason motives behind it. And there's naturally the femme, femme fatale, and like I'm like I'm hired muscle who falls in love with her. 
like, and Batman's like all like stand, standing around, just, like trying to, and Bruce as Bruce Wayne is trying to like um, figure out what's what's going on. So it's it's not bad, but like both creators have both creators have done better in the past. Okay, then you get um, Commandy, the Last Boy on Earth by uh, Dave Gibbons and um, artist Ryan Sook. And this one, like probably more than any of the other com any other comics here, does try to channel the old um, Terry and the Pirates. Um, like when, like I'm ser- like serial type feel. I mean, like it just mm. looks, just like the look of it, the way it's done, and it worked. I think it works really well. Even though I know that I've only got a passing familiarity with the character of Commandy, like this this story just feels like a big greatest hits rendition of this of the story. I mean, you got Commandy fight fight against like all the fighting against the gorillas with his with his lion partners and stuff. And it's it's a lot of it's a lot of fun, and um, I'm not sure if I'd want to go back and read some of the older Commandy stuff because I don't know how well that is that is held up. But this, but this approach convinces me of the appeal, the appeal of the character, and why why he why he's liked so much throughout, throughout the years. Now, the next one is um, Superman by um, by John Arcudi and artist Lee Bermejo, um, and it's you know it's not bad. It's it's just it's kind of feels like a standard Superman story. Where he gets, he fights some, fights some aliens, and then starts wondering, um, yo, do I belong? <laughs> yeah, it's like, am I, am I really just like a, uh, an outsider in this world? And um, then after a while, but it's re- really revealed, eventually revealed to be like a, um, an alien plot to, um, to make him depri- to make him to make Superman go emo for a while. <laughs> and, and it's, and I got, well, I like that. Um, I'll leave Bermejo's like, um, dark and gritty approach to it. Does. Does a, is a nice contrast to how we're usually used to um, seeing Superman portrayed. Mm-hmm. Um, like I so said, the story is just kind of like, you know, all right, I've seen Superman stories before, and this one, you know, mm-hmm. probably, probably wouldn't make the top ten, sadly enough. Like, where's the kryptonite come in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the next one after that is um, Dead Man. Um, cope, um, see, um, with art by Dave Bullock and... Um, Story by um, Bullock and um, and Vincent Jueck. Now this is a it's a fun it's a fun story. It's basically like a told in the, told in the style of a '50s private eye yarn with like our hero mm. Dead Man, who's basically a guy guy who died and is now just like his spirit. I'm um, going around help helping people who like I'm help, trying to help people out. Like, he winds up getting sent sent to a sent to a dark dimension at the behest of some behest of some girls in order to help. Help them out after they've been killed, and then finding out that um, like things aren't always what they seem. I mean, it's it's very noir in the way that um, Azrael's Batman story was, but it's definitely more appealing because like you know all these noir conventions are played out like in all in like um, re- in really in hellish demonic dimensions, and it's just like com- gone completely over the top. And yeah, even though it's like it, it's um also it's ultimately all the conventions are ultimately familiar. They're still um. Play- the show done in like a very very unconventional manner. So overall, this is this is definitely a winner right there. Okay. Okay. Then you got um, Green Lantern by Kurt Busiek and artist um, Joe Quinones. Um, that this one is kind of fun because it's basically because it because like the style is basically it's a throwback to like the swinging sixties back when um, Hal Jordan's um, brand of square jawed heroism was was um, really in vogue. And this has him you know saving a buddy of his who became went on to be an astronaut. After he's infected by an alien virus, and then have, after he's done that, takes care of that. He has to fight off an alien invasion all by himself. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's great fun, and um, Quinona's art is um really, it's like it's really it's really cool. It's like very clear, very clear, crisp style style of storytelling, and it's and it, 
No, so, tell the story well. Looks great. Looks great too. <laughs> now the next one is for me like the um the real the real high point of the collection. That'd be Metamorpho by Neil Gaiman and artist Mike Allred. Mm. Now Gaiman is best known for um for his work on the Sandman, mm. and uh, but he's also got like a uh, he also does have a humorous side that he um chooses they can indulge in every once in a while, and he he goes full force right here because <laughs> this is because ba- this is basically um because Metamorpho is a it's created by um, Bob Haney, one of one of um, Silver Age's most infamous um, storytellers, because he just like loves going for like big, crazy, over the top stories. That you know, it's like I just like throw this, this, this in, and like you know, none of this makes sense. But I'm just gonna, then I'm going to like, tell you a story at the very end that ties it ties it all together. Like this is the I believe, if I memory serves. I think he's the guy who told the story of how um, Superman once tried to have Batman burned at the stake in during the Salem witch hunts. So that's that's the kind of thing that we're going for here. And Gaiman um, captures a story, um, captures the feel um, really well in his in his story from like the uh, from the double entendres about um, about uh, let's see about, um, about Sapphire, um, one of the, uh, Metamor- the employer, the daughter of Metamorpho's employer. How she gets um, caught in a giant clan. He says, uh, and Metamorpho talks about this thing. Ah, oh, heck, I knew Saf- Sapphire's fondness for giant clans would get her into trouble. She was holding <laughs> the mother of all pearl necklaces, and now she's trapped. <laughs> you see those kinds of things. Like, um, that's kind. Of, that's kind of the style of humor he's going for. Doesn't, mm-hmm. don't, doesn't seem naughty on the surface, but then when you think about it, mm. just peel back one layer. Yes, <laughs> and and all Red's art is absolutely fantastic. It just gets like the ret- retro cool um, style of this um, appeal of the character in this and the era, especially and also some great. Um, like some great experimental storytelling, like when um Met- when Element when Metamorpho and his partner Element Girl try to race across the periodic table of elements, um, naming out all the uh, all the elements in their dialogue as well. It's mm. it's truly something something behold and really like the like said so the storytelling highlight of the series. Mm. Now then after that it's followed up by one of those um raw raw fanboy um style stories in Teen Titans, ah. which basically has but I mean, the Teen Titans are basically like DC's um. All their all their sidekicks and younger heroes um fighting um like in their own team and they're fighting this um guy called Trident who's Trident is a um a D list supervillain but he winds up kicking their ass and they're just trying to figure out like how's he able to do this <laughs> well um in a story by um Eddie Berganza who's a like, Superman and DC group editor and artist Sean Galloway I mean the ultimate reveal is just kind of like oh well okay. I, that's really, it. Yeah, it's like it's it's basically like it's basically another excuse to have them fight one of their um most fight their most noteworthy villain. Mm. Um, but Galloway's art has a um definitely like a, a cool minimal minimalist appeal to it, especially in the way it looks like it's it almost like looks like an animated series playing on playing on page. So like it's like I said, it's the example like yeah, even if the stories in this volume don't set your mind on fire, the art is still like you know still worth look, looking at. But then it's followed up by um, by Strange Adventures, um, Paul Pope's um, take on Adam Strange, and that's I mean you know this guy you know I've talked about it before on the, on the blog, and this guy you know man there's nothing he can't draw and make look cool at the same time. So <laughs> it's basically it's in the story it's just basically him like um, Adam Strange you know man of two worlds of of the alien planet Ron where he's a hero he's a hero he's basically like a um like Flash Gordon era sci-fi superstar. And then on Earth, where he's just basically some some archaeologist dude, and well, I play I play up that 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 dichotomy well. It's like he also um, does some great 
just a great action storytelling with the with the fighting as as Ron is threatened by an army of um by an army of blue blue ape invaders, and it's it's great it's great stuff and a lot of fun to see, and basically it's just more proof that you know Paul Pope is completely awesome. <laughs> okay, next up is um, Supergirl by um, Jimmy Palmiotti and artist Amanda Connor. Um, and now I wasn't expecting much from this series because, like, I, I was like, so um, Palmiotti's um, art, you know, Palmiotti's work hadn't really set my mind on fire before. And you know, Amanda Connor's like she's she does some good work with Garth Ennis and the Pro. But I've never actually read any, seen more of her art in action. But seeing this, I mean, wow, it's it's a lot of fun. She's I can definitely see why she's why she gets the um, acclaim she does because it's it's a lot of fun. As basically the entire story is just Supergirl going after um, Streaky the Super Cat and Crypto the Super Dog, mm-hmm. and it's like I'm seeing like all the crazy um, like all the crazy um super super level um um chaos that, that they both cause, and like her like her art it's just great in the way she's she can depict um um characters expressions body language. And it's just like it's gets completely ridiculous in the way that they uh, they show this stuff, especially the twist at the end when you finally find out just what was causing them um, to go to go crazy in the first place. I mean, it's 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 really well done. Definitely a lot of fun and one one of the better stories in the collection. Mm. Okay, next up is another one of those raw raw fanboy type stories. That's um, Metal Men by um, Dan Didio and um, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. Now, um, Didio is the uh, um, is one of DC is DC's on um, BP one of their is their editor in chief. He's Joe Quesada's opposite number at DC, and um, this guy, you know, he's done a lot of questionable editorial choices in the series over the years. I've heard lots of stuff how he's just like interfered with a lot of the stuff that I've I've liked, and you know, like his writing here, it's standard superhero fare. I mean, like, yeah, I know the the idea behind a metal man is just, like you get all the. Uh, ca- all these all these metals like gold, iron, lead, tin, mercury, and platinum, you know, like just like in like in person, like in like in like in in human form, like to have them personif- have these elements personified, and it's you know like it's, I see that I see him do this, and it's just kind of like you know okay, yeah, it's like you told a story that really doesn't do it do anything special with them. Like I really would have liked to seen like. Something like Grant Morrison do a story on sentient metals than on what he comes up with here because it's just really just just dead standard superhero stuff. I mean, it's I can't say it's done badly. It's done. I've seen this story done so many times before that I can't be bothered to care. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez's art. I mean, guys. I mean, guys are professional. I mean, like, he just draws this stuff. Draws this stuff well. I mean, you wish, look at this stuff and you he just handles all the action and all the action and the drama perfectly. I mean, you just look at him and you wish that all superhero art could be, could be as confident as this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but as for the story, eh. Mm. I, can't, I can't be bothered to care too much. There you go. Now, next up is Wonder Woman by um, Ben Caldwell. And, my God, more than any other artist, um, artist or writer working here in this collection, he just goes to town on trying to cram as much... Um, information and panels on this on the page that he's given for the story. I mean, it's just the story of Wonder Woman trying to um, obtain the seven stars of, of the Amazons, basically all of her, um, her famous, famous gear, like Lasso of Truth and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's and like I I admire that. I have to admit, even the story um, doesn't quite 
um, grabbed me. I, have, I cannot help but admire the technique that this man displays. I mean, just to cram all this stuff um, together on one page, it's like it takes a lot of skill. And even if it doesn't read together um, entirely clearly in sections, it's still a, like a guy, it's still an undeniable show of talent. And I kind of like the whole um, the animation look he gives to it. It kind of looks like a Disney film put, put to page. So, like I said, it's not an, not an unqualified success, but still a success nonetheless. Okay. Now the next one is um, Sergeant Rock, um, DC's uh, one of DC's most famous um, war hero, and more than any other um, thing here, it's like it I feel it represents a missed opportunity because it's it's um, it has art by his by his most noteworthy artist um, Joe Kubert, and it's written by um, Kubert's son um, Adam Kubert. Oh. And the thing is. You see, the thing is, we know that um, um, that that Joe Kubert can draw um, draw um, Sergeant Rock like like no other. Um, his son, though, well, some proves that yeah, he can string together a bunch of panels to um, tell a comic book story. Can he tell an interesting one? That that remains to be seen. Cause it's basically the story of um, of Rock getting captured by captured by some Germans while his while his crew while Easy Company um, fi- tries to find some partisans, and um, eventually the story's so it's converge at the end, and you know everyone goes home happy. Um, almost everyone, but uh-huh. I don't know. I want. I think this would have been a much more interesting um, um, take on the series if we, if we had gotten Adam to draw it and um, and had um, Joe write it, because we know that that Joe can. Um, Joe Joe's got a great command of the character, but um, can his but how, how, can his son do a um, World War Two style action? Because he's because um, we know he son that Adam can draw um, Superman and Wolverine really well. But can he do Sergeant Rock? Well, we'll never know apparently. But uh, I think the main reason we, that didn't happen is because um um because while Adams Adams work DC is basically consisted of consists of nothing but destroying deadlines. Oh, yeah, because he's the Superman oh. story. Um, last son just had, ran so late that they had to um, publish it in an annual in order to complete it. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Now the next story, the Flash, which is another story that was. It um, has art by Carl Kershaw, and um, Kershaw co-wrote it with, um, with writer Brendan Fletcher. And this story was probably the biggest surprise of, like, of the of the book because I wasn't expecting something to have as much much um, time travel, um, uh, over, like hard sci-fi time travel um, storytelling to it. Because basically the story of it starts off with the Flash, you know, being late late for a date with his love of his life, Iris West. And um, after after well, after fighting um, Gorilla Grodd, and then just um, Iris just realizing, you know, I can't I can't do this anymore. So like I have to, so and she leaves a note saying that he's leaving that she's leaving him, and then Ash gets so bent out of shape by it that he's shaking that he vibrates so hard that he, he goes back in time. And so huh. this this keeps up like throughout the course of the story because he keeps going he's killing doubles of himself going back in time to try and like try and fix things, but then things get crazier and crazier. As um, as his, as as Gorilla Grodd also reveals his plan to capture a singularity to power, use uses harness Flash's power to capture a singularity and then create like a society um for nothing but gorillas. I mean, it's got some weird, crazy over the top stuff here, especially towards the end, which uh, I was looking forward to seeing. How are you going to tie this all together? Which you know, basically at the end, it's just kind of like you know, oh, uh, you know, it it, it was kind of all a dream. Or you know, it it never really happened. Actually, I mean, uh, it's it's a huge cop out, though. Yeah, it is. Been <laughs> con before. I mean, I was looking forward to seeing him try and find a way to um, 
like solve this and but you know it didn't. Mm. Anyway, anyway, the next story: um, the demon and the demon and Catwoman. It's a fun little team-up story between um, Selena Kyle and Jason Blood. As um, she get she gets invited to um, to Blood's house to um, check out some in- artifacts, I mean, you know, take a few home for her own personal personal use. But then she winds up um, getting tossed into a magical dimension and then being used used as a vessel for by um, one of Blood's nemeses, um, Morgane Le Fay, as a ve- um, as a vessel for her for her to come back to come back and come back and be you know resume being evil. It's a it's a fun story. It's not it's not bad. It's just you know just take. Go back to the old DC self, like taking two two characters who you wouldn't expect to see team up in a in in a in a situation, and then just and just throwing together and see how they work. It's yeah, it's not bad. I can't. Oh, it's it has it's um written by Walt Walt Simonson and it's art by Brian Stelfreeze. Okay. And it's you know it's not bad. It's like can't can't say it just like it really grab grab me, but it's still it's still okay. Now, final story in the book is I'm um, Hawkman by Kyle Baker. And um, it's you know it's a fun it it's also like a fun fun action story. It's basically first starts off with him with him uh, with him re- um, rescuing a plane from just some terrorists. Oh, but but then the terrorists um then the plane crash lands on um, Dinosaur Island, and so and he and the JLA can't help him out because they're busy um trying to fend off the uh, fend off the, an alien invasion as we speak. So you get to see him talk man like just like be completely badass. You know, like save the plane, fight off fight off a T Rex. It's like just just good good crazy stuff like that, mm-hmm. and uh, then you get some two some one sheets for um other series. The um I assume they had, they had done pitches for yet um Plastic Man by by Evan Dorkin and who's the artist? Oh yeah, I'm um, Stephen DeStefano, which I would like to have seen more of, and then Beware the Creeper by um Keith Giffen and Eric Canete, which not bad. <laughs> Not bad, but I, I would, still would like to see more Plastic Man. So, I mean, it's a mixed bag, but you know, for these kinds of anthologies, I mean, like I'd say the hit, the hit ratio was more was more than the, the miss. And I, I have to admit, I, mm. I applaud DC for like for for take, take, taking this um, taking this step. And like, I kind of wish I'd see more more kinds of like experiments in this, this kind of style. But it doesn't seem like they're going to be go, going that way for the, uh, for the for the near future. Mm. Yeah. So, overall, it's like if this sounds interesting to you, like then hey, it's like I kind of recommend it. I mean, I I've got this through, through my Amazon discount because like this thing is like this thing is fifty bucks um normally. Wow. It's a big big ass hardcover and it's oversized. I mean, you, you could you could fit. Uh, it's just like like two like two trade paperbacks. It's like um you fit almost like two and a half trade paperbacks on the front cover right there. I mean, that's how wow. big this thing is. Wow. So. Yeah, so I so you know, props to DC for doing this. Is it for everyone? No, but you know if you if you like the old if you have fond memories of the old days of old school um, uh, newspaper comic strip storytelling, or just like you want like a nice story that cuts to the core of a lot of character, a lot of characters. You know, like some of these characters might not be that interesting. Um, it's I guess it's worth checking out. Mm. All right, so. Anyway, so I, on, on that note, so I've talked, I've gone for way too long about this. But next week, though, well, next time, um, I'll be back from Comic Con and hopefully have lots of stuff to talk about then. Awesome! Okay, oh, we look forward to that, and yep. we'll see you next time. All right, later's. Bye.